Hi, and welcome to the Movement Diaries, a no-holds-barred podcast where we'll unpack all things exercise and movement within the world of the no-pain, no-gain fitness culture. Hosted by me, movement coach Jordana Edelstein, we'll dive into why exercise has notoriously become all about self-punishment, fixing what's wrong with how your body looks, and burning off last night's pizza rather than simply feeling good and strong in your own skin. Let's have some honest, candid conversations about how to shift the all-or-nothing mindset around fitness and reclaim movement and exercise as a way to feel capable, confident, and empowered in your own body and mind. Ready to break the rules of exercise with me? Let's get started. Hey, everyone. It's episode 29. I think I just double-checked, and of course, I already forgot. Yep, it's episode 29 of the Movement Diaries. And I'm recording this kind of at a random time um, because I got kind of like, I've been getting really um, kind of worked up about something in my head lately. And one of the reasons I started this podcast was to have a platform to talk about all the stuff that's kind of in my head, but the stuff that I think about that I think is helpful for a lot of people. And some of those are really unpopular truths and things that make people uncomfortable. And the thing that I've been thinking a lot about, and I kind of made, I ended up making a little rant about this on Instagram today. Um, And that is sort of this idea around what exercise has become for people and what what it is marketed and sold as. And I've talked about that before, like, right, that's nothing new. But I'm just, I've been struggling so much in my head with like, why? Why is exercise this thing that we use to punish ourselves? Why is it something that we use to beat our bodies up, to make our bodies feel like they're suffering? And the language that we use around this, around this is a brutal workout, this is a killer workout, I almost didn't finish it, like, and that that is glorified and celebrated. And I do not, I wholeheartedly do not believe in that. And there's so many facets to this. Um, I finished up teaching my strength class this morning. And I often, almost always now, have people do a check-in at the beginning of class. This is something I talked about um, during my group coaching programs that I do, this process of doing a quick check-in. And I say process, and literally, I mean, this is like something that you can do that takes like a minute or two or even less, where you actually take the time to pay attention to how you're feeling. Instead of just going on like autopilot and doing the workout that's on your schedule or that you have planned, take a moment to check in and see what you actually need. Like, what's your energy level like? What kind of mood are you in? How'd you sleep last night? What's your stress level? And then use those to make a decision about how you want to move your body, right? Having structure and having stuff planned is super important, but so is giving yourself the space to adjust it when you need to. And that's a practice for sure. But here's the thing. So kind of, I don't want to go too far down like an off-topic rabbit hole. So let me pull myself back in. So at the beginning of class, I ask people to take a moment and check in and think about what kind of practice or workout they want to have today based on how they're feeling, right? This is a totally internal thing you do on your own. But then today at the end of uh, my strength class, which I teach on Wednesday mornings, I ask people to check in and notice. I often people, I often say to do that, check in, notice, notice what you feel, notice what you notice. But today I got specific and I said, what's your energy level like? Do you feel kind of replenished and energized? Or do you feel depleted and tired right now? And I said, and that's a really good indicator as to whether the workout was a good fit for you today. And it's not even necessarily like the exercises themselves, because I give a lot of different options. 
It's how hard you pushed yourself. And there is a very, I think, a kind of a fine line between challenging yourself to get stronger in a way that feels good and makes you kind of realize what you're capable of, but then pushing that into or crossing the line into suffering and pushing yourself just for the sake of pushing yourself because you think it'll get you to your goals faster, because you think it'll burn more calories, because you think that's what counts as exercise. Like that's what the very definition of exercise is, which it's not. And so kind of asking people to think about that, again, got me thinking. And, you know, again, I was talking about this on Instagram and it's so common. It is so, it has become so normalized to think about exercise as something that we have to just get through, that we have to just kind of put ourselves through it and then move on with the rest of our day. And like, when I really take a step back, I can't for the life of me figure out why that is. Like, is there anything else in your life that you do in the name, supposedly, of taking care of yourself, but that you also do with this whole component and this whole idea around suffering. Um, some of us live with that with, with food for sure. Um, and that is a challenge, but like people will be like, Oh my God, that workout was so brutal, but like in like the best possible way. And I'm kind of like, would you ever sit through a meal and be like, Oh, that meal was brutal, but I'm so glad I did it. Like, no, you wouldn't do that. You'd be like, Oh my God, that meal was brutal. I'm never going back to that restaurant again, or I'm never making that dish again. Or it's like you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh, last night's sleep was brutal. Like, it was so awful. I barely slept. I'm so glad. It was so good for me. Like, you'd never say that. You'd be like, I'm exhausted. I can't wait to go to sleep tonight. So why is it in the context of exercise that is glorified and celebrated? Like, the harder you work and the shittier you feel at the end, the better the results. Like, that's the goal. I Like, the, there is no logic behind this. Like, I'm like, I'm confused as to how we got here. And I know how we got here through marketing and people trying to make money and people preying on people's insecurities. That's how we got here. Um, but it is so pervasive and so normalized that it's hard to even realize that like, wait, that's not actually normal. Like it doesn't have to be that way. Um, and so, you know, as someone working in the health and fitness industry, right, like I, I work as a coach, but I, I obviously do elements of personal training. I teach yoga, I teach strength, I teach mobility, I teach all different types of movement modalities. Um, you're never, ever going to hear me say like, oh, this one, this one is like, this is killer, but you're going to love me for it. Or like, this is like such a brutal workout, but you'll be so glad you did it in the end. I will never say stuff like that because I do not believe in it. And people might think that that's like semantics and I'm overthinking it and it's all in good fun and I'm taking it too seriously. But the language that we use when we talk about this stuff matters. It sinks in and it seeps into our brains. And you would never refer to like something in another part of your life as being brutal and think of that as like a good thing. Like, yes, I know there's like the phrase of like brutal honesty and things like that. But in, in the context of a workout or things like it's killer or like I almost puked or like all of this stuff that is an indication and it's like this proof. It's like you're trying to prove something of how hard you worked. Like, why would you treat yourself like that? Would you ever like put your kid through something like that? No. You want your kid to go through challenges, right? You want them to face obstacles, but you don't like 
necessarily on a daily basis in some activity that they're doing, wanting them to, to be face something that's brutal and killer. But that's what we do with ourselves with exercise. And so why? Like it, it just, it doesn't make sense. And so if you're someone who thinks that a workout has to be that way in order to meet the requirements of exercise, which I was, and I think that's, I don't think, I know that's why I'm so fired up about this because I lived that for 20 something years. And now I'm on the other side of it. And when I think about like, I know like there's workouts and things that my friends do. And I'm like, I have no idea how they do that. And some of them are doing some of these workouts four or five times a week. I'm like, I don't know how they're doing it. And I'm like, they can't possibly be enjoying that. But there's something in our brains that has told us that that's what we have to do. And so I think it comes from this place of obligation. I feel like this is what I have to do to work out. This is what I have to do to earn my food. This is what I have to do to be able to eat how I want. This is what I have to do to count. And if I do anything less than this, it's wimpy. It's what old people do. It's just not enough. And so if what I'm saying, if you're like, oh, I I kind of do that. I feel that way. Like, get, I think a lot of people need to get uncomfortable in looking at this and thinking like, why do you do the workouts that you do? But like, really, like stop telling yourself that you're doing it because, oh yeah, this feels good. And like, it's awesome. And it's so hard and challenging. If you are leaving those workouts thinking to yourself, holy shit, like I barely finished that last set and you're doing that four or five times a week. You like, there's something going on there. There just is. You're punishing your body in a way that doesn't need to be happening. And I, I did this. So don't mistake this as like judgment or calling you out in a negative way. This is like me. This is like said with love. Like maybe this is like tough love. And some people say that the, that exercise is tough love, but I just, I don't believe that it is. I think I a hundred percent believe in challenging yourself when you want to. I don't think that needs to be four to five times a week with a workout. I think maybe once or twice a week, you do something that feels really challenging that really maybe kind of like for you, if you're someone who's interested in this kind of test what you're capable of, but you should finish that workout in a way that makes you feel damn good about yourself, that you are energized, you are replenished, you are nourished, you're not depleted. You're not saying to yourself, oh my God, I barely survived that. You're not exhausted. You're not so sore the next day that you can't move because by the way, separate topic, soreness is an indicator of how hard you worked or you didn't work. It is a whole other kind of complex physiological biochemical thing going on. And a lot of times it's more about novelty than it is about effort. Um, So if you feel sore, it doesn't mean you had a great workout. And if you don't feel sore, it doesn't mean you did a crappy workout. So separate topic. Um, But I just, this is why I feel so passionately about walking and about strength snacks and about dancing and about things that can be fun and bring you joy. This isn't to say that hard workouts can't bring you joy, but you can't be feeling joy and be punishing your body at the same time. You might think that you can, and you might be telling yourself that because it's what you want to believe, because you believe that that's what exercise is. Like if you've been told and you've grown up in the culture that we have our whole lives being told that you have to like be pouring sweat, you got to be out of breath, you got to be exhausted, you got to burn this number of calories. Well, then why else would you think of exercise as anything else? It's the only thing you know. Like that's, it's normal to feel that way. 
But those things, those those principles are not normal. Those are things that were created to sell exercise as a thing. To, like I said, I think to prey on people's insecurities and, you know, all sorts of cultural, more systemic things about how people are supposed to look and how they're supposed to feel and what size clothes they're supposed to wear. It's 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 linked into so many things. Um, but if you really take a step back and think about what you're actually doing to your body, are you caring for your body? Are you nourishing your body? Are you replenishing yourself? Are you doing something that feels good, that makes you happy? That's where we need to be with exercise. That's what exercise is about. Um, the reality is that exercise as a, as a thing and as a business, as an as industry, exists because we live very sedentary lives. We live in a modern culture that has technology like coming out from every oozing from like every corner literally of our homes like actually quite literally that there's so much that we don't need to use our bodies for but our bodies still need to move movement is i believe like the single most important thing that you need to do to take care of yourself um but our culture is so sedentary and we move so little and i believe that's why we have so much chronic pain and like systemic inflammation and illness and all these things going on it's because partially because of how little we move as a society. So we have exercise to help make up for that. Awesome. Fantastic. I teach exercise. I do that for a living. Wonderful. But why is it that then to make up for our sedentary lifestyle, which most people aren't even aware of, I like to talk about that because it's an important thing to realize, that then the exercise is about punishment. Um, I just like, I don't, I literally, I, literally, I don't understand. <laughs> um. And we need to start changing this narrative because the cycle, we like the stress that you put your body under when you use exercise in that way, I don't have any research to back this up, but there's certainly some level of you negating a good portion of the exercise that you're doing because the stress you're putting yourself under both psychologically and physically. Um, the same, that same thing is true. Like for dieting, right? If you're someone who has been, a chronic dieter like me for 20 something years where I've either literally been on a diet or if I'm not on a diet planning for my next one, literally for 25 years, that's how I've lived. Um, that puts your body under a tremendous amount of stress and surprise when you're really stressed out, guess what happens? You don't lose weight. So, um, that applies for working out as well, right? If you're, if you're forcing yourself to go do these workouts, cause it's, you think it's what you have to do, that's creating stress. If the workouts are so physically taxing that you're feeling like you have to throw up, that you are physically exhausted at the end, that you're super sore the next day every single time, that is an incredible amount of stress on your body and that's impacting the benefit of those workouts. So I know some of this people who are listening, I hope, and are thinking and are getting and getting defensive because def getting defensive is the first step to saying, hold on, there's something there because you wouldn't get defensive if there wasn't like a kernel of truth there, right? So I, and I can speak from that. Like I get defensive when I know people like push me and challenge me and challenge like some of my beliefs. You get defensive. You want to just, you want to be where you are. You want to live in your biases. Like that's normal. So notice the way that you are responding to this and know, I'm going to say this again, like this is said with love and, and care and compassion. Like in conversations with people all the time about like their workouts that they're doing and well, I've got to do all these workouts so I can eat how I want to eat. And like, yeah, it's like super hard. And like, I don't always look forward to it, but right. It's just like what I, it's what I have to do. So I don't gain weight 
or any number of these things. And I tell you that it doesn't have to be this way. Um, And this links into a conversation about food and nutrition as well, because for most of us, exercise and food are inextricably linked in that one is always balancing out the other. You're either eating less because you didn't exercise enough or you're exercising more because you ate too much. So I'll say that again. You're either eating less because you think you didn't work out enough or you're working out more because you think you ate too much. And just like nod your head because you're like, yeah, I get it. (laughs) And so it's really hard to address one without the other, um, which I don't think I'm going to do today because I'm already like 15, 16 minutes in. I try to keep the solo ones on the shorter side. But I just want you to think about um, what are the workouts and the exercise that you do? When you think about going to do those workouts, how do you feel? When you're done with the workouts, how do you feel? And if you were to get really honest and dig deep with yourself, what else do you think you could do that would make you feel happy? Why are you doing these workouts? Are you doing them because they truly, like in your soul, bring you joy the way that like having a dance party in your kitchen does or the way that like swimming with your kids in the ocean or the pool does Um, or I know those are just things coming off the top of my head. Or is it because you think that's what you have to do? It's what you need to do. It's what you should do because of all the reasons I've talked about, because it's what's the only thing that you know. It's what you've grown up with. It's what you've been told to believe. And it's what you see in messaging and the media everywhere you look. And we live in this world of Instagram where we are constantly, where there's so much coming at us all the time and harder workouts, more challenging workouts are all glorified. And things that seem any amount like less intense or less challenging are seen as less than. And so where there's a lot of complex stuff here. And so obviously one podcast is not going to unpack all of it, but I hope that it just plants a couple of seeds for you to start thinking about why you work out and exercise the way that you do and where it truly comes from. And do you need to do what you're doing as frequently as you're doing it? Can you do it maybe once or twice a week and swap in some other things that make you feel good in a different way, in a way that is truly about feeling joyful, in a way that's truly about caring for your body, in a way that's about actually lowering your stress and nourishing yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, rather than depleting yourself? Um, so. That's that's what I have to say today. Thank you for listening. I really do hope this gets you thinking. If it does, please reach out. I'd love to just have a conversation and see where you're at. I'm always here. Um, more soon. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Movement Diaries. If you love this episode or are enjoying this podcast, I'd be so grateful if you left a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you want more information or want to learn more about me or anything I offer, you can check me out on Instagram. My handle is just my first name and my last name, Jordana Adelstein. Website is the same thing. I have lots of free classes and tutorials and I'm always sharing. I'm on Instagram pretty much every day sharing what's going on in my life and how to make movement and exercise a more joyful part of your routine. Again, thanks so much for listening. Have a great day.